Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Welcome back to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Before we get into episode two of season two, there are a few people that I would like to thank. Chris Walsh, Ryland Command, Chris Ice, Dylan Pilgrim, Hudson Miles, and Ian Ford. Thank you very much for your patronage. Gullitice, Matthew Smets, Miri Rain, and Michael Pollard. We owe you so much. Jason Campbell, Michelle White, Noreen Elizabeth, Robert Andrews, David Forsey, Chelsea Dabb, and Shell Scott. You might be wondering what these people have in common. Well, they are all our patrons. Each of them headed over to patreon.com slash wonderandblunder and have donated their hard-earned cash to this foolish fantasy podcast. And we are forever grateful for each and every one of them. Your support helps pay for all of the fees that come along with creating and hosting a podcast. You're the wind beneath our wings. I should be writing each of you a sonnet, but I know what you really want is to just get into the episode. So let's do that. On to episode two. Previously on Wonders and Blunders, the crew of the Caravan of Wonders meandered their way across the bustling silver span, the enormous bridge that leads the way into the city of Moxerain, a hundred thousand souls living inside a hollowed out mountain. The party passed through some magical security and customs and is now free to explore the city. Let's join them. So now that you've cleared this section, you are standing before the gaping maw of Mox the Rain, this huge metal door, 200 feet across, 30 feet thick, walking under the view of these three statues looking down, representing the trinity of peace after after a long war for this place. This is one of the few cities that outlasted the War of the Weave, one of the few surviving places. The orcs, the drow, and the dwarves used to fight over it and now live in harmony within it. You walk through and then are immediately hit by the dry heat of the volcanic interior of this place. There's a quick hit of basically the full force of the heat, which is then quickly cooled down by the enchantments that exist in the trades to keep people comfortable. The Zilchus Ring is just a labyrinth of twisting streets. There are open-air markets, pop-up merchants, but the biggest difference between here and the Silver Span is that there are stores, and these stores are stacked one on top of another that look like a teetering tower of blocks, not completely straight up, but stacked one on top of each other. There are uh, obviously like living spaces above these shops as well with all sorts of clotheslines and stuff ringing a web between some of the taller places. You hear all of the talk and excitement of people visiting for the first time and and those people who are making their way between all these high-class taverns, inns and restaurants, these entertainment facilities. A lot of the people that come to Mox the Rain only ever see this ring because there is enough to occupy you. Everything that you need is in the trades. You also hear a rumble from around the outside of the mountain coming out of a cave that seems to lead deeper down comes this like rickety screeching metal train 
which does a ring around the outside, disappearing behind a bunch of shops as it like hisses and rumbles past. You hear like the burble of multiple languages just blending into this hum of energy, these smells of spice dishes making your eyes tear up and then getting quickly swept away by a sweet cloud of sugary smells from a rolling cart of puff pastries, which Fido immediately takes off to chase down. And in front of you, a big foot lands on the ground, this blue slippered foot, as this hundred foot scrawny blue robed wizard materializes amidst the crowd. Most people just walking casually through it, some others like shocked as they step back from it. This wizard looking like quite small and flimsy, then this confident smile spreads across his face and he flexes and his robe just shreds off and he's just jacked <laughs> underneath it. It's an advertisement for the Ivory Tower Wizard Gym. <laughs> and as he flexes, you actually see a couple of figures very quickly darting through the air as they move over, throwing these little pouches. And as the pouches go through the air, they explode. And on the face of this wizard, there's left behind like a gaudy goatee and a big curly mustache and an eye patch and a bunch of scars as they disappear onto the rooftops and hop away. <laughs> I did not know wizards could look like that. Valen, why do you not look like that? He is like a hundred feet tall. Those muscles are just for show. He doesn't actually have that strength. Are you sure? He looks pretty strong. And he's got that nice mustache. I go up and like walk and like walk through the leg, I guess, because it's an illusion. And pretty quickly after it appears, it uh, it sort of takes two steps forward and then just disappears into these blue lights, which flutter down. And you can actually see there's little like coupon cards for a free workout. I take one. That start <laughs> fluttering down towards people. Absolute nonsense. Uh, come this way. I, there's a delicious breakfast place. Yeah, yeah. Rowan is just looking up, uh, just open mouth and just gawking at everything, but but follows along. I have a question about the way things look. Like you mentioned, the the store shops all stacked up on top of each other. Do they reach all the way up to the like floor of the level above, or is there like a gap between? No, no. Sorry, good point. There was probably a couple of hundred feet even between the tallest peaks. Like looking up. It is like stores stacked on stores and they are like twisting and bending in each direction, almost like curving over the streets, which are like cobblestoned as they move through the center. And then looking up above that, you can see the next ring, which leads up to the Luthic ring or, or the jungle. So you can see big cargo elevators made of metal with these huge cranking chains that are just moving these incredibly large caravan laden elevators upwards. Above, you can see people riding griffins and even like strange flying vehicles, which look fairly interesting from like as simple as looking like a surfboard or a disc to things that look almost like a, a car from Blade Runner flying around above. Huge chains dangling off of this gridded metal ceiling, which holds up the jungle. And I, I think the tallest point on, the, on this ring is... The Golden Dragon? The Golden Dragon, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the tallest point is the Golden Dragon Casino with its big illusory gold dragon now flapping its wings and then curling up to get comfortable on top of it. <sighs> yeah, I think looking up at this, Ben does the uh, the tourist in the new uh, new place. He, he does a full 
turn around while like looking up and holding his backpack over one shoulder and then bumps into Rowan who's been doing the same thing but spinning <laughs> in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't expect so many birds. So there's like pigeons flying everywhere, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get stepped on. It's um quite quite crowded. Never seen this many people and there's, there's not that many humans like me and Valen or uh, well, Valen, you're like one of the only humans here. We're not uh, all that plentiful uh, in Mock's terrain, no. Um, but uh, you can find folks from every corner of uh, the world here. Uh, there are other furbolgs, you think? Possible. I, I, I understand that your people are, are quite a bit solitary, uh, not, not that adventurous. Um, but who knows? It's quite possible. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Again, um, it's possible. It's it, perhaps even likely. We'll, we'll, we'll be on the lookout. Shouldn't be too hard to miss. <laughs> so where's this breakfast place? Do they have oatmeal? Yeah, and I I think, Mike, I'll, yeah, just bring them to this, like, it's a bit of a, like, hotel-style building, but has, like, the equivalent of a Denny's on the on the first floor. <laughs> Denny's. It's not fancy, <laughs> but it's, it's like, th- this is where my, my, my father uh, used to bring us on our first morning here uh, on each of our visits. Uh, it was it was a nice treat to, to, you know, sample a kind of food that we were not very familiar with. Uh, they have these amazing donuts. <laughs> donuts. All right. Uh, yeah, so I think it's just called Danny's. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, and and I'll say this sort of for everybody too. Like I'm I'm in the process of making like a little map for Mox the Rain, but it's mostly going to be blank spaces, and uh, you can feel free if you want a certain thing to be there you can just kind of make it and we'll just build it together as we do that. And then that will go on the map permanently as we sort of fill out this city as we go. There are some things that I have set here, but uh, for stuff that you're looking for, we can kind of just make it because the general rule in Mox the Rain is uh, the very Shadowrun inspired. You can get anything here. Anything can be gotten in Mox the Rain. It just depends how expensive or risky it's going to be to get different levels of danger in the, in the different Danny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a pretty yeah, tourist, tourist friendly Danny's. Season, yeah. season two is just Danny's after Danny's. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely walk up to Danny's like star is like, seriously, Valen, Danny's? There's a Danny's in every major city. Like we're going to Danny's for breakfast. We have all the, all of the cuisine of the world in front of us. And you bring me to Danny's? But Star, we're going to be here for so long. Does this not spark a bit of nostalgia? And not even a little bit. Nostalgia would, n- nostalgia would be Pralian food. But whatever. All right, yeah, let's go to Danny's. Oh, I'll go I... get the bottomless coffee, I guess. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Bot- bottomless what? See what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. You're going to love it, Rowan. Now, see, I, 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 I was coming for, for a little piece of, of Valen town, but, but I'm going to stay for that bottle of coffee. <laughs> Anything that's not good berries. I'm really, <laughs> really in the mood for not good berries. Not precisely. Yeah. There is a big sign on the door that just says the, the good berry grand stack is today's special. It's just like a, oh, no. a stack of pancakes with like seven good berries on it. Just a week's worth of food in one stack of pancakes. It's like if you can finish it all, it's free. Seven pancakes, seven good berries. Yeah. And just before you step inside, Bree, you feel a pinch on your leg. 
I look down. <laughs> and you can see that there is a claw sticking out of your tail bag, a crab claw that is like pinching your leg repeatedly. Oh, oh, uh, we forgot about Pinchy. Uh, as, I, as I reach in and pull out our little like hermit crab shell with, I guess, little pinchers. I didn't forget about Pinchy. We just don't have a lot to talk about, you know what I mean? If you listen to him, he says much. Try it. He mainly says pinches. <laughs> oh, yes. This is, this is love language. Uh, so if I recall, we're simply <laughs> to set him free. Yeah, I mean, that's how they laid it up. Right? I believe so. He's just say He did not say bring anywhere in city. He just said bring to city. Uh, Pinchy, do you just want... Do you want to go anywhere in specific or is here okay? Uh, one pinch for here, two pinch for elsewhere. And I just stick out a finger. And you get one pitch. One pitch. One pitch. All right. Well, uh, do you want to join us for practice? Two pitches. <laughs> oh, now see, what does that mean? Uh, okay. Is that a gift? Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I just, uh, I go to like just put him down on the sidewalk and then I'm like, no, he'll get stepped on there and <laughs> just kind of wander over to like a pile of cardboard boxes and, and garbage kind of on the side and be like, these look like nice soft place. Uh, if you need us, uh, I do not know where we will be. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you lay Pinchy down, Pinchy just gives like a quick crab claw salute and then just scurries off into the crowd as you just hear like, ow, oh, ouch, like as Pinchy is making his way through pinching everybody as he goes. A lot of love in that Pinchy, a lot of love. Well, I'm sure that will be the last we see of him. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of. I was kind of expecting more, like a big magic explosion or something. Oh, I'm sure that'll mm. happen later. He is only crab. I believe his only purpose was to provide Grumpf with a, a set of eyes and ears here in the city. Do crabs have ears? Auditory organs. Okay. <laughs> I guess they must. He could understand what Bree was saying, so he must be able to hear. I think I've ever been a crab. Again, it was a magical creature. I want to try the bottomless flapjacks. <laughs> sliding into a booth. Yeah. Yeah. Bido is just like drooling and licking the menu at this point. <laughs> Bido, that's gross. No, it don't look so good. Looks better in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like your tongue is what I'm saying. So maybe just keep it in there yeah he, he does not wide-eyed <laughs> salivating all over the table ben like yeah turns his beak up and is it fast do you think they have food ready already oh yes uh, you, you barely <laughs> yeah. have to wait uh how how much do you want to do this <laughs> <laughs> i want to do the whole meal whole thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> how many entire trays of bacon at the buffet are brie allowed to eat <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to move on. I, I yeah, wanted to have yeah. practice and move on. When we talked about season two and getting getting into some new exciting stuff, it was all day breakfast is what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're big on breakfast. Season one is a lot about breakfast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is something that no video game has to do, but I, I am your video game engine, and every once in a while I'm just going to ask you how much do you want to do this, and Please do. we can literally <laughs> skip over as much stuff as you want. But... If you want to roleplay all day breakfast, I will do it. I'm here for you, you know? This is your game that you choose to play. Uh, oh, wow, I am stuffed, Bree says as she exits the restaurant. 
Yeah, Ben is. Uh, yeah, no wonder they're bottomless pancakes because once you get through about six, you never want to see one again. <laughs> Rowan's eye is twitching and he's got a mug in his hand still. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We would always visit once and then we would never have to go back for the rest of our visit. Yes, this is true. We don't need to go back. But uh, okay, it was good. It was good. I think I ate seven pigs. Yeah, and now we gotta uh, skip through our nap, our Danny's, our Danny's nap. <laughs> yeah, did post Danny's nap. Well, this is a good <laughs> mission, honestly. Is go find a place to nap. Are we gonna check out our house? Yes. Do we want to check in on uh, Paulina's uh, apartment? Too? Let's go check out the apartment. It's our yeah, apartment. It, it's our home now. I, I'm sure. Do we? Is there? How do we get there? Can I walk us over to a like a fly token? Seller? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, every convenience store sells these things. Feather token, yeah. Feather tokens, yeah. So each feather token is a gold. Highway robbery. <laughs> uh, what do we need? One, two, three, four. I will buy four feather tokens and then say, and I can I can cover the other two of us. Uh, and then I'll cast fly on myself and Bree. Uh, okay. So for some of you, this will be your first time uh, experiencing flight. So simply think about the direction you want to move, and it should be fairly simple from there. Like when we were in the ethereal plane and after we left the ghost cottage before we went through the tornado? Yes, I forgot about that. Uh, yes, just like that. Yeah, uh, and, and for, for Bido, Bido, uh, you had to carry Bido out of Danny's, and <laughs> Bido is on Bree's back, I think, yeah. just like holding on, groaning. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Fido ate everybody's leftover good berries. Oh, God. Fido <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> ate 14 days worth of full meals. <laughs> oh, God. Plus pancakes. His pupils are the only thing visible in his eyes right now, though. He is sugar loaded. He also drank all the syrup. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we would fly up through the, the center. Is that the, the fastest way to fly up? Like the opening in the rings? Yes, yeah. So uh, looking up, you can see through the center of the rings. So uh, And yeah, I think this area, it, it, the easiest place to reliably track down feather tokens would be around the center of the trades, which is fairly close to the gold dragon. Looking up towards that area, you can see it, it does look like there's some big wig event being planned for this. There's a lot of people milling around kind of watching the doors of the casino. But from here, you can see that there are two crisscrossing bridges that come across the center of the trades. And you can see people kind of walking and just dropping off of them and others flying up through the center to get from ring to ring. And looking up, you can see that there are two more crisscrossing bridges that cross the jungle. And then even above that, you can see like in the mist, because there is like a heavy fog that exists in the jungle and through that mist you can see another set of crisscrossing bridges which would lead to the ashes. Valen sort of like jumps up and sort of like gestures to everyone else to do the same and it's going to try and slowly guide folks up towards the ashes. Oh, you, you know I don't think I ever want to get used to this. This is marvelous. So for those who are not really from here I'm just going to get you to do deck saves so I think that would be everybody except for Valen and Star. Four. Four? Okay. Three. Three. 23. 23? Okay, mm -hmm. very good. Oh, 23 as well. Okay, great. So Kara and Rowan keeping up quite easily with Balin and Star, who I think uh, as soon as you drop off, you're able to very quickly find the flow of traffic 
and move in between some people and start heading up towards the next ring. Ben and Bree, I, I think you sort of step off the edge just after Valen does, but not before the next people have sort of moved past and just start colliding between people as you make your way up. Just getting these angry yells, people kind of pushing you, and then when they push you, you fall into another ring of traffic, and all of you just end up in this big floating ball through the middle. Bree is snapping at everyone who gets close to her, and I imagine, like, Fido on my back is just, like, trying to stab anyone who comes near. <laughs> yeah. Just swinging out, you just start hearing, like, oh my, get get out of here! Get, what are you, what are you even doing? Goddamn tourists! <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ben is uh, clutching garlic in his arms, and she's too big for this, and he's just tumbling head over head. She's, like, licking his face, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just bumping into people. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, no, stay. No, uh, sorry. <laughs> and as you're going up, you see there are a couple of, like, steel beams around the side of this sort of natural corridor that goes between these rings. And sitting on the steel beams, you see a bunch of kids. And they're just kind of casually sitting on the beams. They're wearing these black cloaks that have these neon, different colored neon stripes going up the middle, which actually seem to glow a little bit in different patterns. And they are sitting just with their legs dangling over this beam. And as you go by, bumping into all these people, they are just on their ass laughing just having a wonderful time watching you go <laughs> these kids fly around mox terrain and everyone refers to them as zoomers <laughs> well they do now <laughs> yeah, i think ben gets incredibly embarrassed like he's not capable of blushing but his eyes like really narrow big time and he's just really wishing he was anywhere else but getting laughed at by other teens. I, I think you do have that moment, though, where you, like, look and you see this group of teens on the side and all of them are laughing at you except for one, and they're just on the end kind of giving you, like, uh, just kind of a, a happy, refreshed look to see you, uh, and then they get nudged by someone and they start to giggle as well as you as you make your way up. Yeah, like, after making eye contact with them, Ben... He, like, tries to play his, like, spinning off is, like, totally casual. Like, he's, he's <laughs> he, so he's trying to, like, look like he's spinning uh, out of control, but, like, with kind of, like, a whatever expression on his face. <laughs> it's, like, it's totally cool. It just bonks like, his head on one of the beams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, your shield bonks into a beam and then, like, falls down. And then your pants fall down because the shield, like, cuts through your belt. And it's you're totally just cool up. holding onto his trousers with one hand and a dog in the other while trying to hold his shield and his knapsack and just like shrugging. It's, it's cool. It's totally fine. That belt needed to be replaced anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a string. <laughs> He's long since grown out of the Yeti fur pants. <laughs> so you fly up, uh, eventually moving into the humid heat of the jungle. All of this busy noise of the city around you very quickly just snap is gone as you are you hear like the call of all of these different jungle birds moving up as you fly above the jungle you can see that there are sections of it that are like well and truly overgrown like a true jungle but also exact square plots of land which seem to be growing different crops and also like large fields of grazing animals there are tall apartment buildings which look like they are being reclaimed by vines which are climbing up the sides of them uh, and smaller homesteads on each of these little squares Bree looks very excited <laughs> big tail wagging 
Yeah. Uh, do you continue upwards though, or? Yeah, I think we're we're heading to the ashes to find uh, Paulina's place that she gifted us. Okay. Yeah, I think on the way through the jungles, though, I, I might be like, oh, Okara, oh, oh, uh, uh, Tabutha, you, you know, the, the the one from the audio's check. She she was telling me about a place she likes to walk down. We're going to have to go together because apparently there's all kinds of plants that come through. It, some really special ones. I'll show you. I'll show you. I've never seen a spot quite so dense since leaving High Warden. Um, I'm sure there's lots of exciting stuff. I, I'd love to come back. Are you allowed to hunt in there? I don't know the answer to that. That's a yes. <laughs> Take that as a yes. Oh no! Look, there's a Dan- Danny's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Just, a Danny's on every ring for sure. <laughs> Jungle Danny's. Why did we eat pancakes? There is a fire cow down there. Yeah, the cow turns around and there's an ad for Danny's on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Would Vela know whether hunting is allowed? You can do a history check. I will do that. Twenty. Twenty. So, for the most part, no, but. Things can be arranged. There is a black market for a lot of things here. There are definitely some, you know, most dangerous prey, rich types who live here as well, wanting to hunt the most dangerous game. Um, not really, but uh, for the right price, yes. What? Sorry, I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I have, like, an uncle who, like, loves to come to Mox Terrain to hunt, hunt, like, captured animals. Yeah, just like that shitty uncle. (laughs) (laughs) So flying up through there, very suddenly again, the atmosphere changes as you pass through the wards that keep all of the moisture in the jungle. You move into the extremely dry heat of the ashes, getting its name from the flakes of ash, which constantly fall like snow from above as the moisture that gets pulled out of the heat from below has been completely sapped. And so all that is left is heat that moves into the ashes, eventually like cooling and, and making this ash fall from above. You see up here there is a guard post uh, around some more feather token vendors. The guard post you can see is pretty small. Looks like maybe holds around 10 of these clubbers, which uh, is, is the sort of colloquial name for the guards of Mox the Rain. There's a few of them just sort of leaning outside of the house, talking to a couple of the locals. And around them, there are two rusted and slightly graffitied versions of these statues, these bronze statues that you saw out front with the four arms. They have clearly been vandalized by some people up here and are being mostly ignored and kind of like getting nasty glances tossed at them by even the clubbers who sit outside of this uh, guard post. Up here, the again, a lot of houses sort of stacked up on top of one another. There are street lamps up here, although the rest of the place is lit. I mean, the, the jungle itself is lit by an artificial sun, keeping the plants growing. But up here, it seems like it's pretty much always dark. Whatever enchantments are supposed to make it day and night don't seem to be well-maintained up here. So it is just street lamps lighting this area as you land in almost ankle-deep ash on the ground. Oh, this really isn't very hospitable up here. Yeah, I was expecting ash trees. Okay. Oh, all right. I mean, it's an adjustment. Yes, I don't really know my way around up here. I've never actually visited. Are there instructions for how to find 
Yeah, do we have like an address at least? Yeah, so there would be an address on the deed. So I guess just do, you could do like survival or perception. Who has the deed? I'm assuming Valen. I think Ben would like walk up to a clubber and ask where the address is. So they're there and they are talking to this tiefling man who just said, you you gotta, you, you really gotta take care of these these kids. They're they're all over the place. They're, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're hiding out up here and it's bringing a lot of unwanted attention up this way. And I'm sure you don't want the extra work. So maybe you could just get off your ass for once and at least drive them into another ring. And this dwarf who's listening to this is like, ah, they're just, they're just kids. What's a, you know, what's a bit of prestidigitation? We can wash all that away. He says, there's way more than that. They're, they're stealing, they're pickpocketing. And we up here, we don't go after our own. They should keep that to the trades where it belongs. And uh, then seeing you walk up, the 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 tiefling kind of like takes a step back and is just looking huffed. And uh, the the clubber says, "Yeah, well, what's up?" Uh, excuse me, hi, sorry. Uh, we're new in town. We have a bit of property we're trying to locate. Um, do you know where the address that the DM said is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That cop goes, but the DM never said an address. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? <laughs> 123 Fantasy Fake Street? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course I know what Fake Street is. <laughs> I was bored up here. Wait, wait, wait. This is our hideout. I want a real name. I want a real made-up name for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly enough apostrophes in this. <laughs> well, it's spelled F-A-apostrophe-A-Q-U-E. Ah, Fakuye. <laughs> That's how the drow say it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. You, you don't speak the original drow. Excuse me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about uh, when a couple uh, downtown St. John's asked me uh, where uh, Le Marchand Street was? <laughs> and it took me like <laughs> four minutes of like Q&A to figure out they meant Le Marchand. I was like, That's Le Marchand, Bob. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Le Marchand? <laughs> you mean Le Marchand? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, yeah they're, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> we collectively are, we wrong. are wrong. No, boy, that's the <laughs> <Le> merchant boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he he just says, oh, that's the old uh, failure place. What, you, you going there on a dare or what? No. Oh, okay. How do you mean? I don't like the sound of that. Is it haunted? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, is that all? <laughs> yeah. So where is it? Uh, it's just around the corner. If you head down this way, uh, if you go past the Danny's and then past the Skewered Noble and take a left. Okay. Could you um, elucidate us uh, as to what those rumors of hauntings uh, are? I'm sure we'll figure it out. Spare no detail. Ben kind of rolls his eyes. Uh, it's just a, a place that, uh, you know, the kids go, they've seances or they make out or do whatever they do. Just an excuse to break in somewhere. Oh, probably not the best place for us to get some sleep then. Well, it's our place. We can then, we can protect it. I can kill any ghosts and, or make friends. If children come into cave, I will just eat them. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make it clear that the property now belongs to uh, someone. I guess, uh, I guess Terry was not taking uh, very good care of it. Shocker. Shocker of the year. So, yeah, we, we head there. As, as you're walking away, you hear over your shoulder, like, jeez, ah, what are they talking about? Nobody's lived there for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and walking down, 
you actually, you walk past the Danny's, which has all of the letters scratched out except the D, and then pass around the corner of this sort of dingy looking bar called the Skewered Noble, which you swear you hear like a whinny of some sort from inside. <laughs> Just like a... <laughs> <laughs> then you pass uh, a few, like, there, there are quite a few houses that are all like back to back. Like they're all touching each other. They're all like crunched right together. And then there is one that has enough space around it that it looks like the other houses even are afraid of it. It's quite a bit bigger than the other houses. It's three stories. It has this large metal door and the metal door is closed, but every window on the front side is broken. Some of them have been boarded over, but most of them have been pried back open. It is a deep black, despite the fact that this gray ash is falling on it all the time. It, it like the roof is coated in a thick layer of ash and every little awning and outcropping over the windows is also coated in that much ash, but it has this deep black paint under it. And each window you look through just looks into darkness. Wow, this is so nice. Yeah, there's some real potential here. It looks really, really welcoming. Like, you know, that vampire castle. It's horrible. Uh, no, nothing that a few days of prestidigitation and mending couldn't patch up. <laughs> there you go. There, uh, it, it, yeah, no, we can really make this our own. This is great. No, this is exciting, guys. Come on. Let's find some ghosts. <laughs> and Ben, like, puts garlic down and then, like, bursts through the door. Hello, we live here now. <laughs> Did we get given a key? <laughs> no, but Ben, I, I guess, has the deed from going up to ask about the address. Sure. So when you walk up to the door, the deed actually lights up and the outline of the door lights up the same color, this sort of pinkish blue, like an aurora around it. And as you walk forward and the deed gets close enough, it actually opens. Yeah. And then just like bursts through. Hi, ghosts. We live here. And yeah, your voice echoes. Hi, ghosts. We live here. Down the empty hallway in front of you that is just like lined with doors on either side and leads straight down to uh, just another window in the back, which has been broken. Oh, this is great. The, guys, this place looks haunted as heck. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, there's just like a whoosh as a wind comes through the window on the other side and just like blows a bunch of ash towards you which as it gets close to you forms up into the face of a skull and the mouth just like opening wide and you can make a strength save. Yes. Uh, I rolled a two plus zero. <laughs> so you. <laughs> All that training. Go. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone else needs to go to the wizard jail. I, I got two coupons. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to go to this yeah. wizard gym. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Definitely. I also need to go to the wizard gym. It's a, it's a gym adapted for people who, like, have below 10 strikes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping there's going to be, like, the uh, <laughs> uh, a cage in the back where wizards just fight each other instead of uh, casting spells because it's too dangerous. But they wouldn't be able to talk about it, so you'd have to find it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you here, Ben yell out into this room uh, then you hear like this whoosh and an explosion of ash comes out the front door Ben you go flying you take 9 bludgeoning damage and 12 psychic damage uh, as you just get blasted back out into the street just carving this crater 
through the ash across the street as like this carriage that's being pulled by nothing just makes its way down the street. You hear the clopping of hooves, but there is no horse. And the rider who's just wearing this high brimmed trench coat with like a hat pulled down over just looks down at you on the ground and just says like, <laughs> this is be fun. fun. And then keeps going down the street. Yeah, Ben is just like, ha, ha, and like sits up and spits out a bunch of ash. And he's like, oh boy, that, oh, that sucked. Ha! <laughs> he's like, oh, and like pushes himself to his feet. He's like, okay, all right. I'm pretty much imagining like five, like, well, six, I guess, with Bido, like, heads, like, looking yeah. back out the open door at Ben. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, at the end of the, the, the canyon through the ash in the street. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, like, all of them turn around and look back in the room to see what what caused it. Yeah, there's nothing in there. Well, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll kill him with kindness, won't we? And uh, I'll try to go back in again. I can kill him with magic. <laughs> They don't seem to be the welcoming sort. Yeah, but when you step inside, nothing nothing happens. I think Ben drops his, like, knapsack and his shield, which has been, like, blacked. He, he blacked out his family, his secret family crest with, like, charcoal before uh, it came in. He just puts that thing. You can see it's, some of it's been, like, rubbing off and stuff. Uh, and, like, the, the, the green tree is starting to shine through. And then he's going to walk into the center of the room and cast Eyes of the Grave, his uh, Grave Cleric feature where he can know the location of any undead within 60 feet that isn't behind total cover. So it can't look through walls, but like, yeah. So his eyes just glow that kind of translucent white blue. Man, 100 episodes and now we're here. (laughs) You used it. You did it. (laughs) You don't sense the location of an undead presence around you, but this whole house kind of shimmers and glows with this ethereal power. Does this house smell strongly of rutabagas? Yes. Okay. It does. <laughs> Good, to know. Good to know. I think for Bree, you can trace that smell to like the second door on the right. Terry has been here. He's thinking down this way and would just start making my way to that door. Yeah, I think Ben would just start trailing behind take a big deep breath and then open it yeah and even with your breath held you can feel the smell of old rutabaga in this room there are just piles of it up in the corners and actually i think this door when you go to open it it says do not enter terry's room uh, like spray painted on the door and when you open it up, yeah, there's just a huge pile of rutabagas over in the corner with, like, a couch that looks like it was tried to be laid on top of it, but is just tilted upwards by this mountain of old rotting rutabagas. The window in here smashed out as well. There's, like, a hearth and a mattress on the ground sort of next to the rutabaga pile. Well, why would he keep a pile? He was really living it up. Uh, here we go, Star. He's good business opportunity. <laughs> Seems like a bit of mess, but uh, I suppose it can be cleared out and sold. Uh, we should hire some people to clean this thing out. This is this, this is my God, Terry. My God. Can I take out the spell sniffer and, and start looking around to see if what are there like different kinds of spells active and cast on the house or any of the objects around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna head upstairs. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do too. I wanted to go upstairs. Let's yeah. split the party as much as possible, if we can. Ben's yeah. eyes fade from that glowing white. It's like, 
Oh, wow, you guys found rutabagas. This whole house might be a ghost, but that's fine. Don't ask me. I'm only using ghost magic to find ghosts, but you found rutabagas. That's great. That's cool. And like, uh, very saucy for a guy who just got beat up by ghost. I find I'll find that ghost. You can you can fight some rutabagas. I found oh I found the ghost and then start like picks up like a drapery. I <laughs> 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 like start like walks upstairs. Star make a deck save. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he's looking. Star is looking back at at Ben with his tongue out. <laughs> Twenty. 20? Okay. So you, as you're like, hey, hey, and then you step on the first stair, and you just hear like a clunk, and then the whole staircase, the bottom part of it, falls downwards on a hinge, just opening up into this pit, but you're able to like spread your arms out <laughs> and just like hold on to the banister in the wall and not fall down there. Well, I have my I, I have my, 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 my sticky shoes on, so I think he just like... <laughs> Just like sticks with one with one foot holding out over the chasm, just like uh, I think this house is trapped. Do you think the house doesn't like it when we make fun of how haunted it is? Well, I mean, I wouldn't if you guys were saying that about me. And I'm like, I'm hanging onto the rail of the stairs and kind of like shimmying up the the, the rails, like <laughs> one foot between each uh, each thing, and I'm just making my way on up. Hello, house. Are you? Are you mad at us? We're gonna fix you up nice. Fill you with warmth. And like Ben is like creeping around, like like lip like looking under stuff. He's like, we're gonna fill you up with love and warmth and laughter. And he like jumps behind a, a chair <laughs> trying to like catch a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're on the same side here. Yeah, but nothing, no, no nothing uh jumps out at you or anything. Maybe maybe the house would appreciate like some replacement doorknobs we could put some of the the trick biting doorknobs in and really work with the aesthetic want to put more <laughs> tricks and traps yeah, in here uh, give it an out i'm not sure that i really want to have to remember which doorknobs will bite me and which ones won't but it was like it's pretty obvious and he like holds up the <laughs> doorknob that he just took off one of the doors and then <laughs> takes one of the biting doorknobs out and it looks like a little gargoyle's face with like wolf jaws Oh, well, I guess I, I suppose even I could manage that. Uh, is this spell sniffer showing me anything? Not in this room, but I, I think, yeah, there is a... In the same way that Ben was sort of seeing a general ethereal presence, there is kind of a general magic presence over this place as well, uh, kind of similar to what you saw in Knoyth's Tower. There is some conjuration magic present in this house. I suspect that we might not be dealing with a haunting, but we might be dealing with a creation of Knoith or his family. Yeah, okay. Maybe you could uh, ask her. Or him. It? Oh. Uh, no, I could I could ask Paulina. Yes, uh, just give me a moment, and I will cast Sending to Paulina. Okay. Every problem could be solved by Sending. <laughs> <laughs> While that happens, Star like puts his foot on the wall and just starts walking sideways up around the staircase, following Rowan. Okay, so Rowan and Star are going upstairs. Uh, Valen's going to cast Sending. I think I'll walk into the murder basement, assuming that this place has a murder basement. I, I mean, you could go into the hole that opened up under the stairs, <laughs> which does start to like 
clink back up into place as Star and Rowan move past. However, it is full of blood. <laughs> is there a staircase? Uh, like, would there be a staircase somewhere that goes to the basement? Uh, yeah, having a look around, I think opening some of the doors, eventually you would open uh, a, a door that show there is a spiral staircase. Like, there's nothing in the room except for a stone circle and then a spiral staircase that leads down. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make my way down there, explore. Okay. Yeah, Ben is going to go with uh, Bree, just because down seems to be, I mean, that's it's got to be where the ghosts are too. That's where we found ghosts in the last haunted house. Into. I figure it's awful hot, and it's probably like kind of cool in that basement. Bree's having a hard time coming out of the cold mountains. It's just like extreme temperature changes are too much. Shocking. <laughs> I think Kara's going to be a centipede, because it's all dark and gross and centipede feels like an appropriate form. And where do you want to go? I'm going to follow uh, Star and Rowan up the stairs. Okay, so able to just climb on the wall over the yeah. booby trap staircase. Mm-hmm. Valen, do you want to send to Paulina? Hope you're doing well. We've arrived at the property in Mox the Rain. Anything we need to know, it seems a bit off. You get back. Oh, wonderful. I hope it serves you well. Haven't been there in some time. Watch for the traps. <laughs> they tend to change based on how the house is feeling. Okay. <laughs> so Valen starts to smile and, yeah, just sort of shouts out. So, yes, uh, uh, the house has a personality. It uh, is trapped, and those traps seem to reflect its uh, emotional state. Cool! <laughs> Uh, well, nice to meet you, house. Uh, my name is Valen. Uh, we're very excited to live here. I would like to make a persuasion check. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) I'd like to cast, uh, (laughs) communicate with real estate. Uh, it's, uh, 15. 15? Okay. And, uh, are you gonna stay there, or? I will, uh, follow Bree into the basement. Joke's on you. You're staying there. You are stuck to the floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, good one. <laughs> good one, house. Uh, and I'm just, like, trying to dislodge my foot. Uh, <laughs> some experience with the mimic sticking us, uh, the mimic house sticking us to the <laughs> Yeah. So, Star and Rowan... You are making your way upstairs. Uh, so the, the stairs just kind of go up and then turn and then come back again to go onto the second floor. You can see they continue up as well. But on this floor, you can see that there are, it, it comes up into kind of a common room. So up here, there is a couple of couches. There is a big fireplace with a big portrait, a family portrait, but everyone has been graffitied except for Terry. Uh, so this is like Kenoyth, Paulina, <laughs> but they've they've all been uh, graffitied except for Terry. That either means that Terry did the graffiti, or Terry has street cred. <laughs> yeah, or maybe just Terry's so pathetic that he is his own graffiti. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing we could do to this to make it worse. Yeah, we've never actually said, but Terry has a big twirly mustache and a goatee <laughs> and an eye patch yeah. and a dick tattoo on his cheek. There are more doors on this floor. Pick a random one. Kara the centipede scuttles up as you're looking around and um, gross. Climbs up Rowan's leg. 
to get a better vantage point in the blueberry bush. So, Star, you go to open a door. You pull it out towards you, and then there's just a brick wall in front of you. <laughs> ah, this, this house is interesting. Okay. But what about this one? And then just picks another random door. Uh, and you open it up, and it is pitch black. Your dark vision does not pierce the dark. I, I don't say anything, but what do I see in there? Do you have blindsight? I can see in magical darkness. You also don't see anything. Oh, interesting. Okay. Kara has blindsight as a centipede. And you also don't see anything. Oh, you're shy. You're shy. <laughs> and I, I'm patting the wall. I'll be like, that's okay. We'll, we'll get to know each other. We'll, we'll be good friends. Don't you worry. Star's going to put his hand in the blackness? It's very cold. <laughs> yeah, you see him visibly shudder and just like, <laughs> it's cold and kind of wet. Uh, I, I'll stick my head in. And hands on like on the door frame either side and then just like plunge my head in. Yeah. Star grabs his belt. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan, your breath is immediately taken away. It is, yeah, freezing cold. And now when you're sticking your head in here, when you breathe, you realize that it's not dark. It's just nothing. Because when you breathe out, you actually see your breath in here in front of you. And I'll like pull my head out and be like, oh, well, that was unexpected. That, that's, you got all kinds of uh, tricks up your sleeve. This is going to be fun. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'll tell you what. You show us what you're ready to show us, and, and you'll get to know us. We're a good bunch. And, and uh, yeah, don't don't worry about it. You, you, you do what makes you comfy, and I'll patch you on. We're going to go on up to your third floor now, and we'll see what kind of fun things you got arranged up there. There is one more door. Oh, open it. Full of dolls. <laughs> it is a pretty regular bedroom, but every surface is covered in tens of and er, twenties of dolls, and they are all sat to be staring right at the door. So just hundreds of sets of eyes looking at you. So the door to nothingness is left open, but I'm like, well, Star, maybe close that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, smart. One of my aunties had a doll collection like that. Oh. Yeah. Star like moves back and forth. Do the dolls follow him? Yeah, and there's almost like a little creaking sound too. Did did those dolls drag drag her into the hills? Oh, I as far as I know, you know, they just creeped everybody out. Okay, oh, all right. Hmm. Is there? A, but I mean, this one's furnished. That's a positive. <laughs> That's true, Star. It's, it's baby steps, isn't it? It's baby steps. It's baby steps. Yeah, it's not so bad actually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, third floor it is, eh? Yeah, I start closes the door. He's just like, I imagine all the dolls just open their mouths, just like, <laughs> and then the door closes <laughs> slowly. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Phelan, right, what, do, what do you want to try to do to unstick yourself? You are uh, yeah, stuck. I think after like a solid minute to two minutes of just like yanking on the foot and trying to like dislodge my feet, I don't think I actually have any magic that would help with this. Uh, do I have any equipment that would help with this? Oh, I, w I do. I'm going to try something stupid. I'm going to try to cast Misty Step. Can I see the staircase from here? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to try to like arrive at the top of the staircase. And that, that would work. But okay. I think it leaves your boots behind. <laughs> 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 well, that's never happened before. Uh, usually everything I'm wearing. Uh, interesting. Uh, I like quickly take out the book and like start making notes. <laughs> you can start to follow them up the stairs. Yeah. Down in the basement, you come down this spiral staircase and you see it looks like a dungeon. Everything down here is made of stone, stone arches leading into different rooms with these 
wooden doors with just like an iron handle on them. You can see that there are two doors on each side and that the hallway extends onwards into the dark. Uh, it's very dark down here. Uh, Benjamin, can you uh, can you uh, do something about the dark? No, uh, not for you. I mean, I can see down here fine. So you can just follow me. <laughs> All right. Don't get killed by ghosts then. Oh, I won't get killed by the ghost. Okay, I bet you won't. Maria's <laughs> <laughs> just like chuckling to herself, just like pushing, pushing Ben into the dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ben just pulls the the first door open. First door on the left or right? Left. It is empty. Just in the middle of the room is a spinning wheel, like for um, silk. What do you, what do you suppose they got that down here for? I don't know. What is it? It's like a, it's a sewing wheel. You can make thread and stuff and uh, clothes from it. Oh, oh that would be handy. He's better than a uh, helpful witch who lives in table. Or <laughs> not helpful witch, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, that might actually, if you learn how to use that, you could, you could, you know, your, your, your making of your clothes and your magic items would probably go a lot faster. Well, this is good to know. Uh, what else is down here? Oh, don't you want to go check it out? Or I, I do not know. Uh, like, Bree goes over and just kind of, like, pokes it um, with her hand. And turn, turns a crank, maybe? Yeah, uh, nothing happens. There's a little stool and, like, uh, you know, a pedal to move the wheel. Yeah, I mean, Bree has never seen a sewing wheel in her life. She has no idea what this contraption is. And she's definitely way too big for this tiny stool. Um, so I think she would just start, yeah, pushing things and spinning things, stomping on pedals and stuff, mm -hmm. but not doing anything to actually produce anything. Prick your okay. finger on the needle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very sharp still. <laughs> and the wheel, the wheel works very well. Like it, like it's brand new. Uh, no, no creaking or squeaking or anything. It is, it works perfectly. This room's a bust. Okay, there's got to be some ghosts down here. And then. Uh, just starts marching to the, the door across the way to the right. You open the door to the right and six skeletons turn to look at you and all of them at the same time are like, Terry! Hey! Wait a minute. Who's that? I'm not Terry. I'm uh, I'm Ben. Who are... Uh, hey, uh, Bree. We got... Fuck it! Get him! And they uh, are going to jump at you. So roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rolled my uh, third one. Third one? Okay. Wow. That's three ones in a row. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Start season two off strong. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I'm all out of the way. So, Mitch, are you, are you picking up the 20-sided the die or the coin? <laughs> the coin only has two sides. This probably might, might be the mistake. You mean this making. flat dice? Yeah, the flat <laughs> dice was zero and one written on both sides. No, it's got it's, a, a, it's got a one and a twenty on one side. I don't. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's got a big D picture on it. Yeah, I'm rolling with the fucking. So that's a three. Three. Okay. Nineteen here. Fat three. <laughs> it's a dirty three. That's <laughs> it. It's a dirty <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> All my numbers are dirty. Yeah. yeah. I like natural. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crit three. So, Bree, you're up yeah. first. 
Uh, yeah, I think Bree just kind of casually uh, comes around the corner and looks in. Can I even see the skeletons in this room? Is this room lit at all? It is, actually. So the skeletons are actually sitting around a card game in the middle of the room, and they have a lantern lighting that card game. So they are, <laughs> they're, they're all sitting there, and behind them there is like a big, ornate, arched door. Oh, skeletons. Hello. And are they charging us? Oh, yeah, yeah. All of them are, like, like picking up weapons. They've got, like, spears and swords. They're sticking on these horned helmets. <laughs> uh, and they're all just like, ah! Like, running uh, it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> just kind of pull the axe out over her shoulder and just very casually just swing up at one of them. Okay, go for it. Uh, for 13 to hit. That's a hit? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, for... Ooh, that is not a d12. That's a d20. <laughs> uh, ooh, low roll, seven. Okay, yeah, but... Clops off one of its arms. Still coming at you. And then the next one is only a ten hit. That is a miss. Trying to clop off the same arm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then that, uh, that'll be... Well, actually, there's like six skeletons running towards me. I guess I'll rage probably a good idea uh so yeah you would hear a loud roar emanate uh from the basement of the house and probably echo up this spiral staircase stone spiral staircase uh roar which the rest of the group knows all too well at this point yeah so i think we do like we follow the echo of the roar up all of the stairs and up the second staircase as everyone steps into uh the attic so valen having caught up with everyone else you all step into this attic there's like a single circular window with a street light outside that is shining through it just casting a perfect circle on the ground in the middle of this dusty attic with all sorts of like boxes there's a mirror with a sheet over it there's like a rocking horse which is moving a little bit up here <laughs> and this circle that's casting into the middle of the room is casting onto like a ritual circle which has been drawn on the ground and since rowan is here and his uh, passive perception is completely unstoppable. You're going to hate me. My internet froze and I lost nearly everything you just said. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben was played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert, and Valen was played by Evan Walsh. The world of Vadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5e universe, published by Wizards of the Coast. Episodes of Wonders and Blunders are edited by TV's Adam Clark. Thank you, Adam. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener, but we may take on the occasional ad to help cover our operating costs. If you'd like to support the show directly and monetarily, and get access to ad-free episodes and bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash wonderandblunder. If you'd like to support the show, but can't spare the cash, that's totally fine. Follow us on social media at Wonder and Blunder, and be sure to rate the show five stars on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for following us on this fantastic journey, and as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.